Yo, yo, yo. Yo, yo, yo. Hello there, good friends. Well, hello, hello. Ah, and a good hello to our podcast partners from a different, two different states, right? You guys are in two different states, aren't you? Yeah, that would be correct. Both below us. And like, below us. Geographically and uh, just worth as a human being. They're both far below us. Jeez, Ooh, is that's, that, rude. That's, that's rude. We invite them onto our <laughs> podcast and immediately say yeah. they are below us. Well, we are joined by our good buddies Micah and Sean from the Digital Cartridge Podcast. And, hey and, boys. Howdy ho. and in fairness, I would like to pontificate upon Micah oh, as God. well. I know I Micah is what I would call the Lee to our podcast. Oh, sure. Micah was like the first fan who was like really got engaged and was like a I would say a supporter. And like he was like, a very you guys are going to change lives, man. Kind of, except a lot less druggy. Yeah. He's he's super <laughs> square, which is like, it's. Tr- I mean, it's cool, I guess, because it's Micah, but it's also very tragic because he is so square. Sure, yeah. Which is why we thought Micah would be best for Stoner Movie September. And what better person to fit in than a guy who has never done drugs in his entire life? You forgot the uh, the most important turn that that the the whole friendship took is uh, when I suggested you should watch What Dreams May Come. Oh man, we have already talked about that because uh, we kind of anticipated <laughs> that you didn't really like this movie, so we're calling it revenge for making us watch that one. I don't think that's fair. <laughs> I think you deserve much worse. I, yeah, Brian still thinks you deserve much worse, and we'll, we will still get you back for that. But uh, maybe we'll have you on for the. Uh, long talked about Antichrist episode because goddamn, Oof. I know you'll fucking hate that movie. <laughs> Sean, know. have you ever seen Antichrist? Uh, actually, I don't think I have. Oh man, that's a fucking heady movie. There you go. That's one digital cartridge. Should yeah. check out. At some you guys point. should do. If you guys do Antichrist, we'll come on because we've we've long joked that like once we cover Antichrist on the show, that's like the end of the show. That's true. I don't mm. know why you chose okay. that one. You chose it. That's because like I don't Easter want episode. to talk about an that Easter episode. Movie. It it is it would be very fitting. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. But uh, I'm, I'm glad you boys came on. You're going to help us close out this esteemed holiday with us. The last episode of Stoner Movie September. I will say too that uh, Ryan and I we are sounding a lot better. We were pretty sick on the last episode. Yeah. So uh, it, two days we have uh, dramatically improved it's it's like a week in real time but it's only been two days literally two days listeners will have no idea but uh we broke uh, the fourth wall down just killed it sean i want to talk to you a little bit buddy because you've had a a little bit of a mishap this week have you not yeah man sometimes i just tell myself i just need to be in a bubble i think so like you get hurt more than anybody i know in our chat group yeah and the bad thing is is like how i'm still like even like able to walk out and like not get struck by a bus immediately. I'm surprised you know, you've never been hit by lightning. No, yeah. Oh, I've always thought about that because you know they say like lightning doesn't strike twice, but there are people that have survived that. So my odds are looking pretty good. I think there's one dude that got struck like 17 times. 
Yeah. That's like a real That's, life guy. Was well, is, is he is he actually Shit. maybe like Lord Raiden? <laughs> <laughs> is it Raiden or Raiden? I say Raiden. I, say, Raiden. I always say Raiden. I it's say Raiden. Raiden. After, you know, yeah. They even say it in the game. Raiden I think wins. Mortal Kombat is oh. Raiden. Oh, those American <laughs> developers say Raiden. Okay. Is it Ninja Gaiden or Ninja Gaiden? Gaiden. Gaiden. Yeah, Ninja Gaiden. That is Gaiden. Yeah, Ninja Gaiden. It's the same. <laughs> but Sean, Sean, please tell yeah, me yeah, yeah, about yeah. this horrible thing that has befallen you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. So <laughs> he also became co- Raiden. In sense. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And I, I became Rain Man with all the crying that was coming out of my eyes. Oh, God. Um, oh, I'm glad uh, you're joking about it. Please uh, please continue this gruesome <laughs> gruesome turn that's about to happen. Oh, God. No, so I was watching TV the other day, and I rubbed my eye, and I wear contacts. And I somehow ended up with a corneal abrasion. I scratched my eye with my contact. Oh. And so, like, I took my contacts out. I've been wearing my glasses a lot recently just for some odd reason. And I guess maybe I was... Like building up, knowing this is gonna happen somehow, but I was like, man, I was like, I know I scratched your head on my eye. So like that night, I was having to like lay into the pillow to like put pressure on my face the whole time. Mm. Mm. And I woke up the next morning looking like somebody punched me like square mine. I couldn't even like open it up. Did you get like the crusties? Mm. No, I didn't okay, get the crusties. Okay. Like it was, cr- but my eye would cry <laughs> nonstop. <Ryan>. Like. <laughs> uh. He's flipping out over here, man. I'm sorry. Please oh, continue. Still talking about crying. <laughs> So the bad thing about it is, like, it was easier to open the eye with the scratch and keep my good eye closed for some odd really? reason. Really? I, I, yeah, I couldn't figure it out. So Angelica even got me an eye patch, and, like, I just couldn't deal with it. Um, I liked being a pirate for a little bit, uh-huh. but the pain was just unbearable, where I just kept my eyes closed for probably about 18 hours yesterday. God damn, man. Oh. Is it better today? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. I mean, it, it looks like I have pink eyes, what it looks like now, but, like... At least I can see with the lights on. Like, I woke up at, like, midnight last night, and I tried to turn on a closet light and just sit in the dark, and that was too bright for me. Damn. Yeah, it was it was hell. Well, I, I, I really enjoy how uncomfortable this has made Ryan. I, so <laughs> This is the eye shit. I can't deal with the eye shit. I'm about to ramp it up to 11, because I told you I have a similar story. Mm, okay. Uh, so when I was in, I'm going to say, fourth or fifth grade, uh, the school had decided they were going to teach us more advanced mathematics okay and had passed out compasses to everybody so if you don't know what a compass is it's the thing where you put a pencil in and then it's also got the sharp metal pointy part that you use and you spin it on the top and make circles no i was writing yeah. with this thing no. and being a jackass and spinning it and at some point in spinning it it cut right across my fucking eyeball the fuck were you doing Ooh. you dumb dumb kid i was a dumb Why? fucking kid yeah. yeah. Why did you have it? Why was it anywhere near your eyeball? It, like, that's that's what the I, thing. It really wasn't. But like I had it like so I was writing with the pencil part. And so the compass part was at like a 90 degree angle. And you're just a dumb kid. And I wasn't thinking and I'm just writing and I'm spinning. And like I think I was like making a circle with it without the compass part. And I was looking down at the paper really hard. And it just sliced right across my fucking eye, man. Mm. And it was oh, immediately <laughs> some of the most intense pain I've ever heard. Uh, I immediately started crying in the middle of class. And the teachers took me down to the office, of course. And my mom came and picked me up. And we went to the hospital. And they found out good news that I didn't lose my eyeball or poke it out. 
but I had severely scratched the front of my eyeball down to like the cornea or the retina or some shit. And it was pretty fucking bad, man. Uh, I what think was for, the recovery process? Again, it, it's so long ago. And like as a kid, it doesn't mat like it's not as intense was it was it like a quick recovery though or like was i think it was like you had like an eye patch on i think it was like a couple of weeks at most um what i remember is that they wanted me to like they wanted to tape the eye patch on Mm -hmm. but i thought that made me look like too big of a dork so i also had my mom go buy me like an actual eye patch and so the taped one no so i would put like the gauze in the eye patch and just Uh, like slam that on there but i would wear like a regular eye patch so i could look like a pirate I would not tape it to my face because I thought I looked too dorky. Okay. Uh, but man, I, for real, the worst part was that my mom would have to put this medicine in my eye two times a day and I fucking hated it and I fought her the entire time. I can't do it. And she would have to wrestle me down and like sit on my arms on my shoulders so that I couldn't fight her and then she would just like pry my eyeball open and rub this fucking cream in my eye twice a day. For like two weeks. And that is motherly love, man. I, <laughs> that sounds horrible. Dude, I screamed at her. I called her every name in the fucking book. And she did it twice a day to make my eyeball better. Mother's a fucking saint. I know, man. But yeah. So. It's that- the one thing I can't do. I can do many things. But when it comes to getting stuff in the eyes. Like, man. I'm real bad. Even getting just, just eye drops in my eyes. I can't willingly keep my eyes open and Laura has to like literally hold my eyes open like if I do painful yeah if I do eye drops I have to like sneak them in from the side and like run them down I I tried that and I still can't do it like I I can't turn my dumb lizard brain off where it wants (laughs) to shut the eyelids so quick Michael what about you tell us about a time you fucked yourself up as a kid or just when you fucked yourself (laughs) that was a very weird way to phrase that Kyle (laughs) So going back to uh to being a square, like I really ever haven't had any issues. Like you fucking dork, I love you. <laughs> he um, actually did grow up in a bubble. <laughs> the only okay, so the only thing that I can recall, um, and it's more of a third party story than anything, is when I was like four years old, five years old, maybe. Like I was super young. Mom said that. For some reason, they had one of those um, ironing boards. It's like the old, like 1980s, all metal ones. Okay. And myself and my brother were running through the house, and somehow we were. I fell and landed on the ironing board and sliced my chin open. I've still got a scar. Oh. Oof. And they had to rush me to the hospital to get stitches. And the only thing I recall from this entire experience is laying in the back seat of the car with like wash rags on my face, like covered in blood, just soaked in blood. And then when we got to the hospital, I wouldn't let them fuck with me. So they had to strap me down to the, uh, <laughs> to, to like one of the boards. Uh huh. Uh huh. And they, I remember they put, they have like the surgical towel thing that they put over and there's just a hole <laughs> on the part where they're going to do the stitches. Yeah. And so that was over my entire face. And I remember laying there and I've got this fucking towel over my face. And I remember like squirming around enough in this fucking papoose board. Like I'm strapped down like I'm fucking insane. 
to where the hole gets up over my eye and I'm looking out the hole like, oh my God, somebody help me. (laughs) (laughs) Just a terrified child hoping for any sort of rescue. Jesus. Yeah, like anybody anybody could have fucking just held my hand at that point and I would have been like, thank you. Oh man, I would have held your hand, buddy. I would have. No, I'm super square. Like, knock on fucking wood, I haven't had any issues. I'm going to go out and break my fucking leg and catch cancer after this but so so am i to understand correctly you've never even broken a bone in your life negative no sir wow okay so you haven't either correct i I broke my first bone when i was like 25 i have broken a toe yeah that is it but like i don't i, might I don't think that with... counts really i stubbed the toe so hard i broke it but that's it what were you saying sean uh, I have never broken a bone. I may have oh, like broke a toe at the most. Yeah, but yeah, I've never broken an actual bone, but I have cut and scraped myself up. And I really would not have thought Kyle with the broken bone would have been in the minority. Well, that's similar to you. To get, like it is on my foot, uh, but I I shattered six bones in the top of my foot. How? Uh, that was on a slip and slide. When I was a camp a counselor die, at if a you church camp, to Dane Cook in two thousand and four. It's, it's very true. Uh, I shattered the fuck out of my foot. So this slip and slide was like one of those super like advanced ones and it had a big steep slide. And at the bottom, there was like a little ramp that launched you into a pool. Mm. And like my last time going down it, as I launched and landed, I landed on my tiptoes and my foot bent outwards and the all the bones on the top of my foot snapped. Yeah. Yeah. It was bad, dude. It was fucking terrible. I hate this shit, man. It was bad. Oh, this makes me And then what was double bad is that that was at the time when I was uh, very, very uh, intense in my music playing, and I shattered my right foot, which was my bass drum foot. Luckily, one of my biggest idols is Travis Barker, who had also recently broken his right foot and taught himself to play bass drum with his left foot. And I did the same. And I never missed a goddamn show. That's a great that turn. Some mo- okay. That's motivation. Right. That's fantastic. Yeah. I'm glad. I. That's like 127 hours. It's like you have to see all that horrible <laughs> shit, but the end is such a goddamn cathartic release. You're yeah. like, okay. All right, Danny Boyle. So, Ryan, we've all made you cringe and squirm over there. Yes. Tell me, what was the worst you got hurt as a child? Because everybody gets hurt kind of bad as a child. I've got uh, more stories. Honestly, but- I, I don't think I got hurt ever too too bad as a child as a child the worst would be i think my sister hit me in the head with the cocaine mallet like as hard as she could at one point okay um so is this why you feel confident in calling micah a square because you are also a huge square well i want to say i'm a square uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> i mean maybe i am whatever but I, I definitely, like, when I was a kid, like, I was never as, like, nervous about things as I am now. Like, okay. I would take fucking risks. Like, I was inside as much as I was outside. Like, I was doing stupid shit, climbing trees, jumping out, like, doing, pushing my limits. Climbing to, like, the the foot, the story and a half foot tall uh, slide. And then jumping from the very top to the bottom. Just to see if you could. Damn. You know, things like that. Like, I did not take risks as a kid. So that was not my experience. I just, for some reason, luckily never got hurt. The only times I did get hurt was when I was fighting with my sister. And like I said, we hit each other with baseball bats and shit. Like, we were horrible to each other. 
I'm surprised either one of us is alive or happy. You, just you in talk life. about uh, you talk about getting hit in the head. That made me think of something else that happened to me, but it wasn't like scarring or anything. This kid. So my parents, before they got divorced, they were big on like church softball, like the church softball leagues. Sure. Mm-hmm. Like that's really big in the fucking Bible belt around it is. here. Yeah. I've heard a, a pretty so, funny song about it even, but. <laughs> so one of the fields they played at on a regular basis was near some railroad tracks. And we would always go. It had like a, um, like a drainage ditch underneath these railroad tracks. Mm-hmm. And so all the all the kids, of course, would go under there and play while they're out there playing fucking softball because the train didn't come through those tracks anymore. The tracks were still there, but they didn't use them. And this one kid fucking chucked a railroad tie at me one time and busted me in the back of the head. Jesus and Christ. Like, like the the stake, not like the whole fucking wood piece. Like sure, the fucking but that's, metal, that's like way the, worse. The goddamn metal stake, man. Yeah, the fucking stake busted me in the back of the head, and that kid ended up fucking, like, getting sent to juvie over that shit. Over that shit? Yeah, because it, like, mom and dad freaked the fuck out. His parents freaked the fuck out. They thought they uh. were, he was, like, trying to murder me. Damn! Did you, have you, have you ever guys gotten so, like, physically upset in your body that your penis, like, moves in a little bit? It's, yeah, it's called turtle heading. Yeah. yeah. That did it. That image of the spike going into the head Oof. made my body ugh. penis withdrew a little bit. Butthole puckered up. I'm done. <laughs> I don't know. If, I hate this stuff. So there's a little do not disturb sign on his dick. Yeah, now. It's, it's hanging on on his pubes because it is his dick's recessed and you can't hang it on that. All right, allow me to giveth. All right, my turn to giveth. All right, all, all right. right. So, I think I maybe have told the story, so I'll be very quick. In college, I was playing tag, not even drinking, but, like, it was late Saturday night. Uh, and to catch somebody, I thought it'd be really cool if I <clears throat> ran and jumped and leapt off a sofa chair into, like, uh, this guy and tackle him real quick. But he ran through a door, and I went headfirst into the door frame, and then landed on the ground... And immediately I was like, oh, God, my ass, my ass, my ass hurts so bad. And they're like, man, you hit that door hard. I was like, yeah, but my ass hurts. And I was like, your head's bleeding. I'm like, what? And I put my hand up and I remember bringing it down. It was just like coated in blood. I was like, oh, shit. And this was freshman year. So like I was still kind of new to the world. And uh-huh. I, I mean, it was like on the phone to my mom. Freaking out, like, mom, I ran to a door. My head's bleeding. Like, I think I'm bleeding. Like, I don't know what's happening. But like, it doesn't hurt. But like, it's bleeding. It doesn't stop bleeding. She's like. Just, all right, calm down. Go to, just go to the ER. Get some, you might need some stitches, whatever. You have a head wound, blah, blah, blah. It's fine. You're fine. Just don't go to sleep. You might be concussed. Yep. I'm like, I might be concussed. Like, I gotta go. So I went to the ER, and this whole time, like, I'm so George Costanza neurotic, freaking out about <laughs> myself and this head wound. And I get to the ER, and this is where it turns that, like, I am so insignificant and, like, any of my pains are so in- insignificant. A guy walks in while I'm sitting in the waiting room and he has his whole leg in a trash bag and it's sloshing <laughs> with the it's blood filled with his blood. Oh my god. It's uh, a goddamn ruler like fucking lawn sack, like a big leaf 
fucking sack of blood sloshing as he's moving in. He had some chainsaw accident where he cut <laughs> something in his leg. And I'm here like, I've got like a little bit of blood spurting from my head, which ended up being like maybe, I think, uh, 12 stitches. It's like, not nah, dog. Nothing big at all. You go first. You're good. And then like, while, all right. After the waiting room, you get put back into the other room where you hear everything else that's happening in the year at the mm-hmm, time. Mm-hmm. And there's this one woman who's having some kind of like drug overdose situation and she needs something to go down her throat. She needs intubation. Oh, fuck. And I just hear like, you're not going to stick it in my throat. You're not going <laughs> to. <laughs> And they suck it in her throat. Yeah. And then, like, immediately, like, fucking silence. But there was, like, a 10-minute buildup. This fight between her and the nurse. And it's just like, god damn, I'm she never going to uh, do anything like this again. She probably got tied down to the fucking bed like Micah did. Probably. And you know if what? You wanna, uh, I wouldn't have touched her. I wouldn't have held her if hand. If you want to talk about some uh, drug overdoses, boy, do I have some stories. I'm sure you do. Oh, uh, <laughs> and we might bring those up. But uh, I'm, I'm more curious. Sean? We'll, or- we'll, do, uh, we'll do an episode of my crazy ex-girlfriend. Or that, what's the Uma Thurman one? My super ex-crazy, super... Yeah. With, super crazy ex-girl. With Luke Wilson. Friend? It is Luke Wilson. Uh-huh. What a fart of a movie. Uh, Sean, I'm curious. Sean, are you an only <laughs> child or do you have any brothers or sisters? Uh, Man, actually, so I have... From my mom, I have a brother and sister. Okay, so they're, they're half my, brother, half sister. Yes. Okay. I'm, I'm a one of a, I'm a one only of my actual bloodline. One of a kind, baby. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but uh, I have another step brother on my dad's side. Okay. So, what yeah. were you guys ever close? Did you guys ever have like fights? Because I mean, I know I had mm-hmm. fights oh, with my sister. Oh yeah. So like, uh, on my mom's side, me, uh, my brother and sister, those two, we all grew up together. Okay. And yeah, it was. Always fights. I remember t- like tying my sister up to making her watch a uh, child's play marathon and oh, shit like that. Bastard! I would have hated you. <laughs> yeah, I would have fucking hated you. I got a thing with Chucky, like a real bad thing with him. I hate that son of a bitch. Oh, what he did to you? I, I don't. My it's more it, like what he wishes he would do to him. <laughs> it was it was just one of those things Wanna like play. I. <laughs> Growing up with just my mom, I grew up in a single parent household and I I would hang out with my mom and she loved horror movies and I would watch a lot of them. But for some fucking reason, man, Child's Play like really got to me and like dolls especially. And I still to this day have a weird thing with dolls. Like a lot of kids have Mm -hmm. a thing with clowns because they watched it when they were younger and I get it. Mm -hmm. And I won't make fun of people that have that thing because, man, fuck dolls. I hate dolls. I get the dolls, too. Oh. We were at the horror convention and somebody bought one of like those Annabelle haunted dolls and it's just like you're tempting fate. What are you doing? <laughs> I don't get it. So, like I would never do something like that. I'm with you. That shit freaks me out. I don't like it. Was it the dolls in um Tales from the Hood? Is that the story that had the little dolls in it? Uh, uh, that had the one doll. I, I do remember. Yeah. I, uh, Tales from the that? Hood. In the plant in the plantation uh-huh. house. I do remember that. Yeah. And there's also yeah. there's also uh, Puppet Master. That one fucked me up. Uh, there's so also Tales this of really... Terror has like that voodoo doll oh, one. Tales of Terror. And then there's also this really shitty B-movie called Dolly Dearest. Which That's really fucked right. With me. That movie also. Fuck you. Uh-huh. That movie. I know about that thanks to Red Letter Media. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. I like how we're talking about all this other bullshit. <laughs> but boys, we're here for a reason. It's Stoner Movie September, and we're mm-hmm. going to talk about 
the last stoner movie of this month. Um, and I want to get into, first off, I guess, a little bit of Method Man and Red Man, the stars of this movie. And mm-hmm. I, I feel fairly confident with Sean in where he's going to go. So I want to start with Micah. And Micah, I want to know, what was your exposure to Method Man and Red Man before you watched this movie? I was just waiting on that motherfucker to come pit my ride. That was Exhibit. That's, that's not even that's either of these guys. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. What, what are you? <laughs> <laughs> Shot in the foot out of the gate. That is. Thanks. Oof. Thanks for leading me up to where I thought it would go square. <laughs> I mean. So. No, I'm, had not, you had, I'm not even going to say that. <laughs> have you had, had you had really no exposure to Method Man and Red Man? Method Man, of course, from the Wu-Tang Clan. Red Man, just a solo rapper. But. I would probably say, honestly, like, the most that I've listened to their music is, like, the crossovers that they had with fucking Limp Bizkit. <laughs> they did have that. And then Redman also was on uh, a song from uh, The Offspring. He's on Original Prankster. He's the guy that says uh, Original Prankster. That's pretty uh, much his only contribution to that original song. Original Prankster. That's Redman. And he's also in the video. Oh, no shit. Uh-huh. Okay. I didn't know that. That's fantastic. All right. So I'm glad we got that out of the way with Micah. Now, Sean, please... You, my more cultured friend, tell me about your exposure to Method Man and Red Man. <laughs> All right, so I'll give you my exposure to Red Man right off the awesome. bat. And uh, that's thanks to Columbia House. Okay, okay. I know where yeah. this is going. You know, so, like, you know, the 12 CDs for a dollar or whatever it was. Um, mm-hmm. I remember getting the Muddy Waters CD from that. And also, I'd got some Wu-Tang stuff at the same time. So that was my, expe- you know, where I ran into Method Man. Oh, okay. So that's where this all came in together. But, like, like I, I, I remember getting that Red Man CD, and I was like, it, I didn't like it at first. But the more I listened to it, I came, like, more cultured to it. But, like, you know, li- growing up in the South, listening to that type of music was just different. What okay. do you mean? Explain that more. So I grew up in, like, the whole 3-6 Mafia. Sure. Like, the Dirty South. That vibe. That, that that type, you know, and that's my switching, that's my rap. Sw- <laughs> yeah, switching from like trying to trying to adapt into other cultures of rap, like you know, at that time, like three six and like Bone Thugs is you know out there and everything else, but like trying to listen to like all this East Coast West Coast styles that I'm not familiar with, like it was still hard to take in. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, Ryan, what about you? Exposure to Red and Meth? Any before this? Honestly, I knew they were rappers. I was probably as square as Micah. I had I had no idea. Uh, I, like I I knew them from like MTV and Fuse and all the things I watched as a kid. But like their music never grabbed me. I was never into the Wu Tang, never into Method Man. Just wasn't. All right. Well, me personally, I was always a fan of Method Man. Yeah. I was really into Wu Tang, and then. I only learned of Red Man because him and Method Man became like, they're this weird friendship that like you don't expect because Method Man is from Wu Tang and yeah. you figured he'd be with just those dudes. But like in the late 90s, early 2000s, Method Man and Red Man had like this fucking cosmic force joining and they just mm-hmm. blew up. And those two dudes were like everywhere on MTV. Uh, I remember Red Man Death has. Jam. Redman <laughs> has one York. of my favorite MTV cribs where he takes him to like his mom's apartment or some shit and like the doorbell doesn't ring unless you take 
two wires and like cross them outside. It's like super ghetto. It's it's this really fucking Man? funny. Yeah, that's Red that sounds Man. Sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But I always remember loving him because like I don't know, Method Man is sort of like. He plays the straight man, but he's also, like, incredibly cool. And Red Man is, like, this dirty, skanky dude, but he's also really cool. It's this weird fucking energy that they both bring, but I always enjoyed it because I sort of kind of wanted Method to Man's be both of them. Method Man's also secret nerd. Oh, huge Real nerd. into comics and yeah. shit. Oh, yeah. All of those dudes in Wu-Tang are. Is that right? Oh, they're super into them. They all have comic book character alter egos outside of the other alter egos they have. So they're pretty much like Kiss. Very similar, man. Okay. All right. I know there's a Tony Stark, Iron Man. What? Uh, Bruce Banner. Like, they go fucking I, oh, hard. Oh, I know Bruce Banner. Yeah. yeah. They okay. go hard for that shit. Um, huh. Okay. But, uh, I don't know. Guys, let's talk about how high. Now, before we get super in too depth with it, I'm going to assume Micah has never seen this movie before today. Am I correct? That would be incorrect. Oh, it is incorrect. Okay. So I guess we'll start with Micah. Micah, when was the first time you saw How High? Uh, That would be probably 2005, 2006. It was when I was working at Blockbuster. Oh, okay. So it was right around the time when this movie came out. No. When did this come out? 2001. Well, still, that's... Yeah, 2005, 2006 is like down the line on home video. I would still consider that the same era. I, I break everything yeah. up into five-year groups, but sure, I get it. Yeah, okay. Because <laughs> it was... All right, so like, it came out in 2001, but it would have been big on DVD around 2004, 2005. 2003, but okay. Sure. Okay. We're splitting, splitting hairs. Mm-hmm. We're splitting hairs. We are. <laughs> Micah, tell us about renting this at Blockbuster. Uh, I was one of those um, shitty managers that I would just sit in the back and watch movies and make my employees wait on people. So I actually just uh, watched it in the break room. <laughs> Love it. Okay. You and I had very different managing styles. You both managed block bu- or video stores, but completely differently. And now I was I was the fucking like I was the prick that would fucking train somebody up and they'd be like, "All right, you got this." And like, <laughs> you're the, I would sit you're the person who creates teenagers with kill lists. <laughs> Uh, he's I the mean, Lumberg of Blockbuster. FYI. He is the Lumberg of Blockbuster. <laughs> I would come out and help if it got busy. Like, I was watching the no. security cameras. <laughs> Mike oh, is watching Micah. security cameras zooming in on girls' cleavage like, yeah, what's up, girl? Micah, like, I really want to root for you. And then and then I hear things like this. It's like, God damn, no. buddy. All right, so he's, uh, he's against you. I'm fully on your side, Micah. Had I managed a video store, I'd have done it exactly the same way. I'd have been like, all right, you guys got this. This is a total goofus and gallant situation. Uh-huh. Whatever Kyle does, kids, do not do. <laughs> Whatever Ryan does, do. Sure. You'll live a better life. If you want to be life. successful, <laughs> but if you want to have fun, you want to hang out with goofus. Fun is a perspective. <laughs> I would also, while I was managing, talking about managing a video store, I would also like sit up ladders and sit on top of the ladders and play the Playstations on like the hanging TV. Oh so no high. shit. Okay. Yeah. Like fucking respect. I avoided. 
I avoided work at all costs. Uh, man, you and Kyle would have been good work buddies. Shit, we're good buddies now, and that's, that explains a lot for it. I don't so. think I could work with either of you. No, two. you would hate us. I would not We like would it. totally no. rely on Ryan to do everything. Yeah, and I then, think so. Here's the worst part. I'd take, like, half that credit. I'd tell the you boss, would? be like, oh, yeah, I did because that. That's a fucking, oh, my God, you're so right. <laughs> you're so fucking right. <laughs> How are we friends? <laughs> Opposites attract, baby. That's it. That's it. It's the same <laughs> with Laura, I think. To be fair, my work ethic has changed. I will say that. And mine has too. I will be honest. Like, I bust my ass now. But man, at the fucking time, I was a coast by just to get whatever. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I want to get home and play Final Fantasy. Get this shit over. <laughs> yep, uh, I just damn. Wanted to, I, I wanted to get the fuck out of there as quick as I could. Sean, my good friend and gangster ass buddy, when... <laughs> When did you get exposed to how high? Oh, man. Uh, Let's see here. So if this movie came out in 2001, I probably saw it maybe in 2001 or 2002. And I would have been 19, 20 years old around that time. So this was during my prime smoking days. Yeah. So like this may have been like at a house party more than likely. Oh, man. Uh, We're probably literally all around like watching this like on DVD Uh at a house, smoking it up, you know, probably drinking 40s, you know. I, I can guarantee you that's about the, the setting this took place in. Um, mine was probably very similar, just not with a lot of people. It was just me and some buddies hanging around, smoking weed and watching movies. And then, like, again, we were all into hip-hop, and Method Man and Red Man had a movie about smoking weed. And we're like, oh, yeah, we got to watch this. Because I think Super Troopers was probably out around this time, too. And I yeah. remember we were all really into Super Troopers. And just, like... Stoner movies in general, they've always been a part of my life. And I remember this one, I watched this a whole fucking lot growing up. And smoking a whole lot of weed growing up, watching this movie yeah. especially. So well, Okay. Yeah. All right. What about you, Ryan? Uh, I saw this movie at the drive-in. Wow. I don't remember what other movie it was playing with. I, I don't, I really don't. I, huh. Yeah, I'm not going to think about it. It was probably like some stupid fucking uh, like uh, Jamie Foxx. What's the one? John X where he donates his heart or something. That's the one you went to? Not Malibu's Most Wanted? That would play well with how high. Jamie Foxx, not Jamie Kennedy. Damn. I can see how you got the confusion with the X and Fox and the X and Jamie. You got X'd. That's me. Hey. My bad. Hey, he got the ultimate X and nobody's at that fucking line. (laughs) Right? Fuck Jamie Kennedy. What a prick. Uh, just in life. I don't even know him, but I don't like him. <laughs> uh, what was I saying? Drive-In was great. So, the I don't remember the other movie. It was something really forgettable, but How High played. And that was, like, the midnight movie there. And it, like, captured me. This was 2001, so I was 15. And it hit, like, dumb 15 me, like, perfectly. Sure. In a way, like, no other movie had. And it's so weird because I never smoked anything until like fucking college. So this whole culture, this whole humor, so foreign to me. But I think like that's what appealed to me, you know, about it was like, wow, this is not like anything I've ever seen before. I love it. All right. So that was it. And this is why it's my choice. This is this is also this is my pick for Sonar Movie September. For that very reason, I wanted to go back and see uh, if what I thought was correct. That it is uh, the best Sonar Movie of all time. I'll go ahead and interject <laughs> here. 
I think it's the most perfect stoner movie we've had so far. Oh, it, yeah. But uh-huh. there's some caveats to that that we'll get into a little bit later. And before that, let's open it up again. Micah, give us the absolute briefest rundown of the premise of How High. So you've essentially got these two guys that are preparing to take the uh, the THC test. The THC test. <laughs> and, and the uh, the I would say the main character because I think Redman plays more of a supporting character than a main character. Sure, Method Man's more the main character in my opinion. Yep. But um, the the entire goal of the movie is for Method Man to open his own uh like lab botany lab yeah mm-hmm. yeah like Silas. that's his entire goal is is to to sit up his it's method set man. up his own thing silas he's silas he's silas but lazy silas <laughs> all right uh, the, IMD, the, the imdb says his name is silas p silas from like, this point his like, first name it's I method man is his last name. i knew it was silas it's method man and red silas man. and jamal I mean, these two dudes are basic. They're they're not even acting. They are playing Method Man and Red Man. I feel it's very similar. I think Method Man is trying <clears throat> to a degree, but he's still playing Method Man. It's very, I also don't disagree. It's very similar <laughs> to like when we had Andy on for Belly, and he claimed that that is a documentary of DMX's life because it's ba- it's just DMX being DMX. Like it's just Method Man. I imagine like a pretty normal day in Method Man life is like God, waking I hated up. Belly. Naked to a naked chick, and then like figuring out what strain of weed he's gonna smoke for the day. Sure. Um, sure. All right, Sean, take it a little further, please. Break it down a little bit more than what Micah said. More than what Micah yeah. said? What, wh- or do you like continue yeah, on? Continue what on, said? buddy. How, you how do they prepare for the THC exams? There we go. Oh, they prepare for the THC exams by smoking a little ivory. What is ivory? Well, so I like I like their logic here. You know, study high, take the test high, get high scores. That's yep. their whole premise. That sounds about right. It's the same as the music yeah. stuff. If you study to music and you hear or hum that music in your head during the test, you'll likely to mm-hmm. recall that. It's there's actual science yeah. to it. It might work. I actually think this is one of the smarter things. Hmm. One of the smarter things I even saw, a little, little tangent real fast, is you know how everybody used to cheat back in school? Mm-hmm. Sure. People, I saw where now they're writing on Band-Aids. Oh, man. And putting them yeah. back. I was like, dude, why didn't I think about that? I've seen that. I would have had some torn up fingers. Yeah, like, yeah, and then they, they cut their finger and then they write on the inside <laughs> of the bandage. Yeah. I, I have seen that, too. It's pretty good. Fucking kids, man. Yeah. They cut their fingers. No, they just pretend like. They okay, cut their I was finger. like, I was like, why yeah. do they have to cut their fingers? You <laughs> no. just pretend. That, that's taking it to a metal okay, level. Okay, I was like, oh, that's, and then you can get the blood to bleed, and it's like a mess. <laughs> the fuck. I'm sorry. Continue, Sean. So they're smoking ivory, yes. the strain of uh-huh. weed, in his car, and you want you were talking about who it or what, what is, is ivory? ivory? Yeah, I, ivory is. One of Method Man's <laughs> friends that fell asleep smoking weed uh-huh. and caught on fire he's, and fell out of he's window. Watching Kevin Costner movies, which I can yeah, totally watch- relate to. That's a horrible life to have. Yeah, but he was watching The Field of Dreams uh-huh. with Tracy Morgan. <laughs> we were talking about this earlier. Why the, why the fuck was Tracy Morgan in it? Like, is it because he was high? 
No. Tracy Morgan yes. had a couple cameos in this. Here it is. Yes. It's because this is a movie starring Method Man and Red Man. You need all those guest cameos you have that have like even the slightest amount of cred. And do you think Tracy Morgan's going to say no to a paycheck at this point? True. True. Yeah, this was, he you know, He has to show up in green wreck. screen to be put into some field of <laughs> dreams bullshit where he just says, like, Hey, man, that ain't cool. You know, we got to do the thing. <laughs> you know, I just talk with you a stream of thought crotches. I'm Tracy Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> man, I liked him better in the pork chop so chunky I really commercial. Did too. I think that works. Yeah. The field of dreams thing escaped me completely. I think I they hold on the field it. of dreams thing a little too long is I the problem. I did not get it. Yeah. <laughs> I did not get it. Uh, please, Sean, continue. All right, so, yes. All right, so, talking more about Ivory, though, is so, you know, that we just said that his friend got, his died, you know, caught on fire, fell out of window. So, he takes his ashes and uses soil to grow this pot plant. Uh-huh. And so, you know, they're, now they're smoking Ivory, and, you know, Ivory comes out while they're smoking, and he has all the test scores. Like, he helps them get these super you know perfect scores on the THC because he's which, dead nope. and he can talk with the other dead people yeah which yeah, is and he has super the test important. scores and everything else <laughs> yeah yes and that's what's kind of surreal about it cuz like he becomes like another supporting you know character in and out of the movie but they get perfect exam scores which has never happened before mm-hmm. especially to two gangster ass thug black dudes Oh, and yeah. the exactly. answers were randomized to make sure they did not cheat. Yeah, they had two different tests, and they both got perfect scores. Oh, yeah, they're completely yeah. different. But even in that scene right there, my favorite part is when that he's like, are we still high? <laughs> and an elf. <laughs> a little and elf? this elf comes out of the corner uh, from on top of a filing yeah. cabinet. It's the, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. It's a... But, uh, Go ahead. I'm sorry. I cut you off. That scene was kind of you know interesting because the... The, the lady that was talking to them, too, she noticed the elf I as know, well. So at this point, right? At this point, can, if you're in the same room, does it all just work together? This is, all right, all right, we're doing this in like, oh, we're going to lay out the plot. All right, done. I can't. Can't hold can't, back. Because this absurdist, like, humor is, I think, what's still really brilliant about how high. Yeah. I think there's a lot of stuff that doesn't work here. We get into that. But I think, like, it's that weird shit. Like, just all of a sudden, an elf pops out. And even though they're high, like, that lady sees it, too. So it's this weird, like, uh, oh, God, who is the um, Dark Highway, Mahal oh, Drive? Uh, I'm uh, fucking drunk. David. Tonight. David Lynch. David Lynch. Thank, thank you. you. It's it's almost David Lynchian, just how taken for granted in reality some of the shit that happens in this movie is. And I love it for that. I love that the whole plot centers around them planting a dead friend into the soil and then smoking his magical weed, which is like the span of two scenes that are like four minutes long. This happens where he falls out of the window and dies after saying, I believe if I get hit by a bus. Yeah, exactly. The exact <laughs> my head same catches on fire. series of events that yeah. happens. Yeah, it's. It's that absurdist humor. I think it makes it work because it's so cartoony and just over the top stupid and absurd. Like, it, it's it's funny. How high and it- adheres to the number one rule of a stoner movie that I feel it has to do is that it doesn't take itself seriously. And the only movie that I feel qualifies as a stoner movie that does and gets away with it is The Big Lebowski. Yeah, And that's only because it's the fucking Coen Brothers. 
Mm-hmm. But like how high knows what it is, knows what it wants to do and comes out here and it's like, fuck it, man. We're having fun. And yeah, for exactly. the most part, it achieves that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It even gives you like little subtle clues, you know, like when he's talking about, you know, that little scene with Ivory was like, you know, I still got your back, you know, no matter what happens to you. It's leading up to tell you that it seemed like he's fixing to die no yeah. matter what. Well, well yeah. and, and even he's still broadcasting like, I, you know, yeah. if my girlfriend stabs me, if I get hit by a bus, I got your back, man. It's so ramped up, you know it's coming there. Yeah. Like, that's the it's the Arrested Development joke of kind of like the uh, Lucille and Lucille and then sure. like the hands and Buster losing hands. Like, they really broadcast the jokes here in like a very kind of smart way, I think, sometimes. Micah, my buddy, you've been a little quiet. Why don't you drop one of your notes on me? You've got some notes, I know. You've told me about them, so let me hear some of those. Yeah, um, so one of my favorite things about this entire movie is the soundtrack to the movie. Fucking A, man. Yes, I totally agree. Like, especially when fucking, when Du Haas hit. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was sitting, like, I started fucking fist pumping. I was like, yeah. <laughs> it's also like real good comedic work by method man in that scene where he's like pumping his fist over red man and then yeah. like has the joint and he's kind of like blowing it and like whipping it over his head uh-huh. like i think like that it's in tone. with the music is brilliant yeah i'm with you great what are what are some of the other musical highlights uh micah um they have like a ton of people like it's not even just like a good soundtrack like there's some top tier songs on there like you've got fucking outcast you've got some fucking dmx yeah they're best Mm -hmm. i mean they pulled some and i'm sure it's because of who method man and red man are like they've got these connections but they pulled some really good fucking music they uh, i love when the fucking the dean is super high and he starts dancing to parliament funkadelic i was like fuck yeah dude parliament's in this movie all right. It's fucking yeah. nasty. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I love that shit. I, Queen's bicycle race comes Queen in from comes maybe out of fucking my nowhere. favorite part of the yep. movie and like my favorite joke payoff, which is the weird security guard and his bicycle and the comedic, let's run over the bike three times by a semi with this guy screaming. And How then, much do you think they had to uh, pay for the rights to that Queen song? A lot. I'm sure that was a big part of this movie, but it's this is during like the the period where MTV was doing like Orange County and pumping out like a lot of these movies and like you the soundtrack was one of the one of the most important things you paid for. Along with acting, like soundtracks was just as important. So you had like even like what Daredevil the big superhero movie, it was all about like Evanescence's music in it. <laughs> and fucking, I don't know what else was in it. It was a bunch of garbage music yeah, in that time. It was. Stained, it was, I'm sure. There's nowhere or near this Breaking one. Or Breaking Benjamin or whatever. Like, you know, they all had their songs in those movies. Um, Sean, I got a question for you and I lost it, but I'm going to bring it back right here, it's cool. right now, because I remembered it. Good on you, man. Um,. Talk to me about Dean Cain. Mm. Superman? Interesting. Both versions. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so it's kind of like a pun to yeah. being high, highlight Superman. Um, But yeah, the Dean for this university, which is Harvard, which 
oddly enough, in this film, it's actually filmed at UCLA. Is it really? Okay, I didn't um, know that much. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's, it's a nice little, you know, trivia fact for this. Because, like, I kind of noticed even, like, when they drove up in the bat one scene and hit the Harvard sign, I was like, uh, well, yeah. that, doesn't even look like, that doesn't look like it, Harvard. It never um, looks like Harvard, for sure. Oh, no. Yeah, because they're not going to let you and build that, that film Harvard. That Harvard sign was clearly styrofoam painted. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Oh, yeah. So you've got Dean Kane, which is the dean of this Harvard University, and he's a prestigious black gentleman. And you've got Red and Method Man up in here, and it's like driving this dude like, like, like almost like the nail on the chalkboard. It's like his last nerve type of the deal. Well, and I also well, they feel came like came in and immediately did the get him bit, where like, yeah, it's a get him, yeah. get him. I oh yeah, because I mean they were they were rocking insults, them the whole time. It is some 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 good digs in there. Oh yeah, because he's like you old green Jimmy the Cricket suit wearing mofo, <laughs> old short Colin Powell haircut. Oh man, the Colin Powell haircut fucking made me laugh yeah. for sure. Yeah, <laughs> and then he was like Richard Pryor short fade having ass. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh fuck, man. Ah, uh, all right, all right, Ryan. Yes. Talk to me about sure. Red and Meth's two roommates. Oh, God. Do you know their names? I, I know the Asian kid and the nerdy white kid. That's all I can refer to them by. Sure. One's a heavy set nerdy white kid. One's an Asian kid who is, I don't know, probably on the same wavelength as Long Duck Dong. Uh, just as bad broken English. Very. And then does save the day at the end. Through Kung Fu out of nowhere and Bruce Lee, like, what? Uh-huh. <laughs> so pretty, like, on-the-nose racism with him. Yeah, and, and, furthermore, caught jerking off weirdly in a room with other people. I mean... You've never done that? It's I, probably, no, I have I never... What the fuck? No. Get the fuck out. Yeah, no. The very first time I You've watched never, porn with with like a buddy and it was like his dad's tape and it was like, all right, hey. And you, you two both did it? Yeah. I mean, when you're like fucking no. 14 you're and your hormones are running no. wild, dude, that's what no. happens. You you pass the tape no. and you borrow it. No, nah, man. When you're when your fucking hormones are running wild, Micah agrees with me, right? Yeah, put a put a cover over yourself and go to town. That's buddy. what happens, man. I'm I'm not saying it's right, but it happens I'm more saying, often than not. I don't know too much about Micah's sexual, uh, you know. I didn't either till just now. That said, I'm pretty sure Micah giving you the a OK on a sex act <laughs> might not be like the the don't, green light on. So like, you're saying don't okay look for Micah go. for OKs on sex. No, <laughs> I would say don't look for Micah for the green lights on. That's okay. To I'm go just saying, Micah and I grew up similarly. Like, hey man, this is what happens, and our hormones are running wild. Like, eh, fuck it, dude. There's porno on. I'm I'm a I'm a crank it. I mean, I've done some shit, but don't I've look never at me. had a severe lack of disrespect for the other person in the room to jerk it's off. It's not disrespect because it's you're both doing it. It's a mutual respect. Like, you're not nah, going to look man. at my junk. I won't I'm look Larry at yours. David. I'm going to die in this hill. That is disrespect. <laughs> no. Here's the thing. I wasn't a college kid doing it. By Doesn't that point. Matter. By that point. What? You're okay because so you can't control it when you're yeah. younger? No! Yeah. No, no. Not Sean, okay at please, any point. Please interject. <laughs> No, because here, here, real quick, before I leave off on this, this is what you have to imagine now is 14-year-old Kyle and Micah sitting in a room looking at each other and be like, it's okay. 
<laughs> I would I would have jerked off with Micah. I would still jerk off with this, Micah. I had the same like the same penis go in shiver that I did <laughs> with the thing in the head from earlier. All right, Sean, because there's a there, Sean. I'm, I'm, I do remember the question I wanted to talk to you about now because it okay. came back to me because I want to ask you about and I'm going to say it my personal favorite character in the movie. Sean, please tell me about I need money. <laughs> Man, so I Need Money is a mute, yeah. basically, and he met Red Man, and he just had a pen and paper, and he just said, I need uh-huh. money, and he was like, well, me too, <laughs> and, that's, <laughs> that's, and so ever since then, I Need Money's been his I boy. love that he has the fucking gold teeth that say, I need money, and it has- Oh, man, oh, that was man. perfect. I fucking love this guy, and he's always, he's always in the scenes, and he doesn't say shit- I love when he's spinning for Cypress Hill and he puts the plate on and Cypress Hill are like, yo, man, what's with the plate? And then they're like, oh, that's because he's, he's stealing the LPs. Yeah, but he's like, damn, man, this is going to be a long night. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, the first time seeing Cypress Hill in this movie, I was just like, oh, wow, this is amazing seeing Cypress Hill in a movie, though, because you didn't see cameos like that really ever in that I era. Mean, yeah, what, especially when I was younger, I didn't know who the fuck Tracy Morgan was. Really? Oh yeah. No, not not back no, then. I, n- I had not, no fucking not, clue yeah. who he was. I don't think he was even on SNL at this point. Was he? By okay. 2001, yeah. He was. Uh-huh. Yeah. I I I probably didn't watch SNL much, but I fucking knew I who Cypress Hill were. For I sure. I think exactly. I would have been flip-flopped. I think I probably knew Tracy Morgan, but I did not know really? Cypress Hill at the time. Well, goddamn. Such different lives we've led. For sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh fuck i don't know where to go from here ryan you, you take over for a bit well shit sure okay all right so they they get into harvard um but by before they even get to harvard there is dean kane but let's not forget maybe my favorite white old dude of all time fred willard who uh mm-hmm. i don't even know what his role is here he is like assistant to the dean or something I don't know, but he's great. I love any time he has like any kind of weird, uncomfortable delivery with anybody. You guys know Fred Willard, right? Yes. When I say that, Micah, mm-hmm. Micah, you know Fred Willard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I got you. I'm trying to look up. I had shit written down, but I can't. I wonder if Kyle's going to edit this. Let's just uh, riff raff here. Well, if. Well, I was gonna say there's a, there's another cameo that you didn't even see. I don't know if you remember is it? it is the bike speeder, the dude that's riding the Who's bike, the bike speeder, and gets Judah Friedlander. Oh, I did. T- yeah, I did notice Judah Friedlander yeah. from Thirty Rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's just like a very you know like five second cameo that you get in here. You're like, what's his correlation even with this of just throwing in you know like Kyle talked about just random actors to. You know, kind of just throw up some, you know, credits. For sure. Yeah, there's that. And then there's, well, I think um, Lisa, is it not Lamp? Lisa Turtle. Lisa Turtle. Is there for? it is. Lark, which is Lark Voorhees. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, you know, when you when you see her in this movie, she hasn't aged. She looks exactly the same, doesn't she? Yeah, it's before she had all the fucked up fucking surgery. It's also before she uh, went literally insane. Uh, so a funny personal story i guess about her she once wrote a self-published book published through a company that's in the town that i live in it's like self-published and it is such a fucking ridiculous book you can read like samples of it online dude she literally puts like a comma 
or a quotation mark like after every fucking word. It's Why? the weirdest fucking book. Her brain's broken. It's really broken. The That's poor girl. Scary. Yeah. That's proof of reptilians, man. <laughs> right? Are you talking about uh, with Lisa Turtle, though? I've got a uh, a fuck, Mary kill for you real fast. All right. Drop it on us. I know All the right, answer. So... If it's Saved by the Bell stuff. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Micah. Sa- no. Saved by the Bell girl. The president's daughter that's in this movie. Okay. okay. Or, or the dean's wife. Who's, oh, the girl from Reba? Is that yeah. who that girl is? Yeah, the yeah the the stepmom thing. Okay, so yeah, she's the stepmom on Reba. I'd fuck the vice president's daughter, marry Lisa Turtle, and kill the dean's wife. That's my FMK. Ryan, you look. What about you, Ryan? I'm ki- I think Sean should go first. Okay, I am. Well, so I'm killing the dean's wife see, right off the we're bat. We're both on the same Just- level. Well see, well, see, like, no, I'm walking in. Like, even if it has to be in an order, I'm still killing the dean's <laughs> wife immediately. So, like, I don't have to have that in my blindness absolutely, at all. You know, absolutely. Like, like, so if if I'm deep in something, I'll be like, oh, that's instantly. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, I'm going to go with fuck Lisa Turtle, you know, because, like, you know, we already know what her, you know, she becomes in the future. And I'm just going to go crazy. I'm gonna wing sure. it. All right. Yeah. I'm going to wing it with the VP's, you know, daughter. I I don't think I'm too far off. All right, so you gotta kill you gotta kill Dean's wife. Everybody's agreeing so far. Then yeah. you gotta. I don't know. You gotta marry Lisa Turtle. So you're with me. I think so. And, and you fuck, gotta fuck the fuck president's, the president's wife because here's the thing: you can't stay with that forever because the dad is Jeffrey Rogers. So let's talk mm-hmm. about Jeffrey Rogers because <laughs> if there's one thing that comes up. Quite frequently on Experience Grind podcast, it's Hollywood actors that are huge pedophiles, and yeah, fucking man. Jeffrey Rogers is a giant one who was convicted and guilty and served time for child pornography. For sure, is there is not like any gray area. He he did shit. Yeah, with underage boys. Wow. How you doing, Kevin Spacey? <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it's so weird i was cool with it because it's like it's whatever time period it is they didn't know this at the time yeah whatever it's still weird to see but then like it's that in shot with like ev- like i think it's method man red man and the gu- the actor who who, who is uh, i need money and then jeffrey rogers mm-hmm. is in the background like eating it up dancing with those three guys and for some reason that made me uncomfortable really okay yeah that's yeah. the only thing that made me uncomfortable in the movie. I was completely cool until that shot. And for some reason, I was like, I'm not cool with him having fun <laughs> in real life. Not cool with this. <laughs> what about you, Micah? Who's your FMK? So, have you seen the uh, stepmom from Reba, like, recently? Like, since she had gastric rod This is not the question, Micah. <laughs> We're not talking about fucking people in time periods. And using a time machine to go to their ideal moment. I don't know. Somebody else. <laughs> We're talking in this movie. Referenced Lisa Turtle and knowing what she turns into. I think it was Sean. I, I'll, I'll allow yes. it, Micah. I'll allow it. Well, I don't. And then I retroactively take back Sean. <laughs> <laughs> Why couldn't you just throw in a mulligan for the Dean's wife and just have the two crazy white girls? Man. They're always virgins. We'll I, talk about them. I, I kill two, them. The two nerdy chicks. That yeah. ain't going to end well for anybody. Mm. Kill them. 
<laughs> I know enough to know that ain't good. Uh-uh. Or the uh, the the professor that Redman thinks he's having sex with on the the table, <laughs> and then it turns into his mom, which is the mom from Friday. <laughs> yeah, great. She's oh, fucking yeah. great in all her appearances in this she movie. Is. Though she, she her acting in this movie is literally, like, I think she just showed up on that day, and they're like, "Here's your line." She was like, "All right, I got it." Yeah, well, I she mean, did it. I think if Method Man and Redman gave me a script, I'd be like, "Okay, Oof. I think I can do this," for sure. We should should we talk? So, we should talk about. Oh wait, Micah. Micah, come on, to do his Micah, FMK. you gotta use your shit out. <laughs> you haven't let him. I'm going. <laughs> That's fair. I'm going. I'm going to kill Lisa Turtle. Whoa! Wow! I'm, Shocker. Okay. Upset. I'm going. I'm going to fuck the president's daughter. Uh huh. This sounds right. And I'm going. And I'm going to marry the, the Reba chick. I is, don't understand any of this. Is that because you're incredibly racist and you don't want to marry anybody that's not white? No, I, I think Mike is just really high and he doesn't want to tell us. <laughs> I say, I we saved my so first time about for this recording. Square. Oh, Mike is, Mike is popping that stoner movie September Cherry. I like it. I respect it. Um, now she, she had the gastric bypass surgery and she's hot now. Here's the thing, man. I fucking love the TV show Reba. I will not deny it. I fucking love that show. It's great. I watched the hell. She's out of funny it. as fuck too. Where are I you mean, going with this? I don't know. Well, all right. So here's where where I, I will think go she's with this. Kind of annoying. Like her humor is to be like the annoying type person, and she does it so well. Maybe that I don't see a sexual en- entity because she's so good at playing annoying. Let me tie it in to Method Man and Red Man. I don't know if many people know this, but I used to be in a hip hop group. Called Two Mics and a Kid. So, uh, yeah, huh? I was in a group called Two Mics Two and a Kid. Parts are, uh-huh. And okay. uh, one of the things that we would do before practice, we practiced out at this dude's trailer out in the country, and all he had was an antenna, and we'd get super stoned while he made dinner, and all we could get was Channel 4, and they played Reba reruns. So we'd get super fucking stoned and watch Reba reruns. And I fucking love that show. For that reason. And man, I'm I'm with you, Mike. And fuck it, yeah, I'm married the Reba chick too. We're both on board. We're both jacking off with our friends. We're both marrying the Reba chick. On board, <laughs> we're baby. Both jacking off in the same in the same room to the re- to Reba. Hell yeah, we are. <laughs> Have Ryan. fun. Enjoy it. It sounds like a horrible time for two people. Ryan I, is so I, I disgusted. I wish you guys could see his face bit. right now. Yeah. Um, Sean, what about you, buddy? You've got some notes. Let me hear some of your notes, pal. Ah, uh, the we just did talk about the two psycho chicks that are always virgins. When you said you wanted to get back on that, sure. I wanted to um, your first outtake on that. Did you when they said they were virgins? Did you really believe that scene, or were you like, "Nah, they're playing"? Not them? with the way that they were so into D'Angelo. I was like, "Nah, man." Is, is that to tell? <laughs> well, I mean. It's also, I don't know, it's weird because I know a lot of chicks that were into that D'Angelo video at the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, I forget what the song was. Sean, you might help me out here and remember. Uh, I mean, I couldn't tell you what D'Angelo song. It was not even But yeah, it's like, it's an all black and he's fully butt naked and it's just like a 360 camera rotating around him singing this R&B song. It's a fucking brilliant video. Yeah. But I remember, I don't know a single girl at that time who wasn't into that fucking video Everybody loved D'Angelo at that point in time, so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Eh, it's kind of hard. But no, I, 
I liked it, and I like I like the quick cut when they're talking and they're saying no, 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 and then it quick cuts. That's to saying, a smart comedy yeah, beat. Yeah, like that's, that's, that's really real good. smart. Mm-hmm. And it also kind of comes up again when Red Man is talking to Method Man. He's like, Nah, man, them girls only know stop, no, don't. And he's like, Nah, man, with me it's more like no, don't stop. It's that old English comedy, like that kind of pun humor. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's. There is a surprising amount of wit in this movie. There is some dumb shit, too. Yeah. But there is wit among it. More than I can say for some other Sonar movies. <laughs> you know? Like, I, this is super you, impressive. Like, I'm still so far pretty talking about um Talking about that line, one of the other lines I noticed, and I don't know if this is the first time I've ever heard it, like, in canon somewhere. But if there's grass on the field, play ball. Like, sure. is that the first time that's ever used in a movie? I've heard it before with my friends, for sure. I don't know if it's the first time I've heard it in a movie, but it's the first time I remember it from a movie. Ryan is shaking his head at me. I feel like I had heard it earlier, but not from, like, a comedy, but from, like, a drama or something. I've like heard it from like my a... friends. Like, again, just dumb kids. Like, oh, yeah. man, if there's grass on the field, play ball. Uh, yeah, you're like, ha, 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 Ah, uh, uh, fuck. Uh, Micah, you give me another. No- t- or, I'm sorry, Sean, you had a point. I was going to tell you real quick. Um, there's one part that we, you know, riding up to this is when they're all getting in the dorm room together. One thing that caught my eye being a gamer off right off the bat is there was a box in on the table that had these two ice blue Nintendo 64 For controllers sure, in it. And then they give you another pan shot to a complete in the box Zelda Ocarina of Time. Really? I didn't pick that one up. Cartridge. No, and think about it. This movie's in 2001, so, you know... 1998, the Nintendo I think, is when Ocarina came out. Yeah, so, I mean, it, you know, it's somebody's been holding on to it, you know, for a little bit just for that, you know, and throw it in that scene. They're also, they're playing, I believe, MTX versus ATV Off-Road at one point, but I don't know if that was ever a 64 game. I don't think it was, but... I just I, the i sixty four controls really caught my eye because in the Fantastic series that's one of the most rare of really, all the, the colors blue one? out there. Okay, yes. I have the purple one myself. Yeah, the, the grape one. I have the Donkey Kong okay. green one. Okay. Yeah. Ryan, you look like you want to interject with something. Oh, do I? Well, I don't know. You, <laughs> yeah, I thought you were catching my eye. You got a note? Mm, I did not. I mean, I can just talk randomly. Go ahead. Uh, all right. We have not talked about uh, a Bart, who is the uh, the white asshole frat boy, bro. Oh, okay, fucking A. Let's talk about Bart. Um, who is maybe the most grating white frat boy bro on film ever? I really hated him. Uh, sure. You're supposed to. Yes. But like... For real, like, I, something about his face, like, th- I don't know. He, Perfectly cast. I guess so. But, like, this guy has done nothing else since. Really? He was perfectly cast, but he's done nothing since, yeah. I remember hating the white frat boy from uh, Van Wilder more. I can't. Of, you're giving yeah, way more of him. him. I can't really picture him either, but he's much more of an asshole, and he's a much more of a central figure. And I... And he got to eat those eclairs. <laughs> Dude, all right. So I think that's interesting you you bring up Van Wilder. I think this movie and Van Wilder have a lot of DNA in common. Sure. Um, enough Truth. so that like that that came to mind several times in this movie. 
And it's the same, like, as we were talking about the Red Man, it's like, no, don't stop, don't, no, stop, is the same as, like, Naomi, I moan backwards, that same kind of wordplay. There were a few things that, like, really took me back to Van Wilder. But it is very similar, like, that whole underdog in college trying to prove everybody wrong, the deans against them, the schools against them, everybody wants to, and then at the last minute, there's a big thing where they've turned everybody on their side, you know, it's it's all very very formula. Sure, it's formulaic college movie. I think enough so. Like even the dialogue at time is super formulaic. Like when Lisa Turtle comes in and talks to Bart, like her line of dialogue is something like, "Hey, do you remember I'm an archaeologist and I just dug up these Benjamin ben Frank- Fa- Franklin fossils artifacts?" And then he says, "Great." Did you figure out what we want to do for dinner? Sure. So, like, immediately right there, it is the lazy shit of, like, oh, she's really smart and way too good for this person. And then he's a shitbag dirt person who is, like, it's just, it's so on the nose, right? Yeah. Oh, it's, t- it's typical casting yeah. roles. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. I think it serves the purpose. Again. What is the purpose? <clears throat> well, the purpose of this movie is to be a dumb stoner movie. You're not looking for fucking like a lifetime original i would say there's too many characters in this movie i would probably agree with you there because they try to pay off Mm -hmm. so much shit and there are like five characters too many that get like five minutes of screen time or more off off camera you and i have both had this discussion i think Mm -hmm. the one flaw with this movie is that again there's a little too much bloat there's it's a little bit too long like they could trim some of this fat and make it really fucking excel and i think if they did that, it would elevate it to a fucking better level because they, they it is a dumb stoner movie and at times it tries to take itself a little too seriously. Yeah. Which doesn't really work or, with the plot. Or again, it puts importance on characters that don't deserve or earn that importance. Like, it, it, it thinks the audience is really going to appreciate certain characters. Like, I think the Mike Epps character, like not, him. Exactly. Like, I, that's a character clearly people behind the scenes really loved and thought the audience was going to love. And I don't think they did. I would have taken more Mike Epps if we had gotten less of the dumbass fucking security guy. Because I feel he is just, oh. after a point, just totally tacked on. After the bike gets destroyed and taken, yeah, he has no sur- he has yes, no Gerald, point in yeah. his story. Yeah, I agree. It's weird that he's just around yeah. smoking all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird that he makes that turn for no reason. I know. Well, he also had the Pee Wee Herman yeah. vibe to him with the bicycle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah he did. That was Pee Wee's uh-huh. bike. Uh-huh. Pretty much verbatim. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And I mean, he had the, the style. Like, they even made him look a lot, you know, like that. They're like, Let's get this Pee Wee Herman looking dude and do the bike. And then with the whole, like, semi truck run over, I felt like that almost was like the tie in, like, almost like a large Marge kind of situation. Oh, shit. You're right. I didn't even put that together. Could be. Yeah. Yeah. I loved it when the dudes after that pull up in this Trans Am or <laughs> just, whatever and just loot all the Just take pieces. all of it. And he's like, no, not my baby. Oh, yeah. It's my favorite uh-huh. part of that joke. When, yeah. you, when you feel like that semi running over. And over and over the bike goes on too long. You get that nice little <clears throat> gag at the end with those three coming in. I think my favorite thing with that dude is when he's trying to roll up the ivory for the first time and he puts it in like a book paper and then use scotch tape to like, fu- tape. oh man, yeah. that. 
That was fucking. What's even better about that scene with the scotch tape is when he lights it up and it has like the rainbow yeah. effect to it. Now, so that could actually be the chemicals of the tape and sure. not just the, the I don't really like that visual effect, too. That was really fucking cool. I, and they kept coming back to that. They did that a couple times, and I really enjoyed that effect, yeah. actually. They, you know, they had some CGI parts this movie. I know Ryan had a note even about the Cheetos oh, section. Oh, God, those CG Cheetos look so <laughs> fucking bad. What was the point of that? All for the joke of the Dean being, like, so clean, free to jump up and clean it immediately. Like, I... I really I did. don't get it. I appreciated Red Man just sloppily eating Cheetos. That was yeah the, a- the AMSR you got for <laughs> I that. I think that's fine. Why do you need to spend thousands of dollars yeah. on those CG fucking Cheetos? I don't know. They could have just like had a static shot of like a Cheeto dropping into frame. Totally agree. That yeah. would have been fine. Yeah. Uh, let's get Micah. You've been quiet again for a little bit. Let me get another one of your notes, buddy. So. I can ask you guys a question, okay. and I don't know, like, you guys are more into, obviously into, like, the stoner stuff than I am. Um, <laughs> like, why is it, why is fucking reggae music so shoehorned in with fucking people getting high? Boy, buddy, I wish I could fucking tell you. Because as, as a previous stoner, I have never fucking liked reggae music. But it reggae is so. Comes from ooh. the islands, and the it islander does. life is nothing but like you kind of go with the flow. You want a fucking mind blowing fact? Let me ask you this question: If I was to ask you what came first, ska or reggae, what would you think? Reggae. It's not true. Ska is first. Reggae is an offshoot of ska fucking music. I'm not joking you. Well, I guess I should. I can, I can understand that. I guess that shows how little of an impact Scott made up until the 90s. I fucking love Scott and I hate reggae. I don't care well, for that, either. That also, there's also a dude on YouTube, I can't remember his name, which also always talks about how Bob Marley stole his music from really? him. He was the original. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a big, long thing okay. about it. But see, I, I listen to white boy type like reggae. What? Like you Sublime? Know, um, like Dirty Heads, Slightly Stupid. Dirty Heads, man. You know, over in the, I've got a story yeah. about the Dirty Heads. You mm. See, I've seen Slightly Stupid at Red Rocks back in Colorado okay. a couple years back, and it was probably one of the greatest concerts of all time that I've ever really? been to. Really? Okay. So, just the the acoustics there well, are yeah, just mind It's fucking blowing. Red Rocks, so anything you see there is going to be awesome. Almost but, definitely. So, like, reggae. Are you are you into reggae in general? Uh, like like the Bob Marley sure. style reggae and, and the like Whalers. That, whole, no, that really doesn't no that doesn't really do it for me. I listen to it in passing, but no, it's that the Cali West Coast style is more of mine. Which and it has like you mentioned earlier, it has like a sky roots to yeah. it the whole time. I, I the the most I get into it is Sublime, and even that like is like a passing. It's a lot more punk reggae. It's yeah. like ska on the edge of reggae. It's like their greatest hits. I got gotcha. it. Yeah, but. The, no, to answer it. your question, Micah, I don't really know outside of the fact of, like, Bob Marley was a huge proponent of, uh, there's a religion based around weed, and I can't think of it. Um, oh, shit. They're called potheads. <laughs> they are a, pretty much potheads. no, oh. Yeah. Uh, but they always know. refer to God as Jah, J-A-H. Um, but yeah, like... Jah, no. Exactly. But like uh, marijuana is a big part of like reggae culture. And I think that's it kind of gets folded into this whole thing. And again, maybe because this movie in like the early 2000s, that's why 
Uh, reggae is probably more of a part. I, I don't really get it, and I don't agree with it, but... It's been in a stereotype. and Or not a stereotype, but maybe like an archetype. Like, whenever you have... I think stereotype fits better. Yeah. And, and this movie is nothing if not that. Again, yeah. I point to the Asian character, the fat white nerd who gives a speech about fucking Star Trek that's supposed to be uplifting. You know? It's, <laughs> it, it, it's on the nose shit. And what, what do the masses know more than like when weed happens bob marley is playing sure or they're watching cheech and chong or they're doing this thing that's easily identifiable by the masses sure. you know that's yeah. i think that's all it boils down to more than that i don't think there's much to it i don't either man what else you got micah um, oh sorry sean you guys you guys were talking about um the the benjamin franklin stuff like yeah yeah did that feel did that feel super forced like that felt like super forced to me like <clears throat> they just like repeatedly are referencing and i get the payoff at the end of the movie but the payoff Jesus makes Christ, it so like, worth it because <laughs> i lost my shit them handling that skeleton at every point them <laughs> digging it up of john quincy them, adams like that one guy really having an issue and like almost barfing and then putting him on his back to carry it and them fucking trying to saw off the arm, arm them smoking it through the finger all worth it any of the stupid payoffs earlier it's worth it that's, I thought that's it was my stance on really it. Really dumb. Like again, they're like, "This is America's first bong." I don't know. <laughs> that's again, dumb. I don't care for that. But again, it's I just, pure stoner movie shit too. So it it makes it sense. Is. But I agree. It's so like, uh And that's where I kind of feel like this movie needs to wrap things up a little bit quicker. Like, let's just fucking let's jump to this party. I will say there are there are some really good subversions of the typical stoner movie uh, kind of formula here. Narratively, like there is the twist when like the dean goes to like the 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 track coach and like the the <laughs> swim coach and tries to get him to get red man red-handed doing something with the president's daughter right and then immediately in the next scene they're like hey man this is what up and like he tells them everything yeah. and they're just chill with it in any other movie there would have been like two or three scenes of like oh this is him catching red man and either red man kind of figures out about it and then confronts him and then they have a back and forth like why are you doing this to me why are you trying to catch your head and it's like this this whole kind of comedy of errors they just skip all that shit in this movie and they do that a few times where they're just like we know this isn't needed let's just cut to the chase fuck it he 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 doesn't care he tells them right away i appreciate that i did too and they give you quick answers yeah. for it because the coach Bill, that track coach, comes back wearing the Bufu outfit, uh -huh. looking all like he's got his, he's <laughs> even got his <laughs> fucking pant leg rolled up. It's fucking absurd. <laughs> it was, so, I love it. That that fucking part played out very very nicely. Um, you want to talk about uh, Bufu? I'll tell you something that fucking was real fucking awkward. I w went and uh, bought a Fubu jacket. You had a Fubu jacket? What the, oh my yeah, god! Yeah, and had no fucking clue what the fuck oh, it was. Oh my god! My I love you so much, fucking, man. Like freshman sophomore year, walking around with a Fubu jacket, not <laughs> knowing what the fuck I was doing. You are undeniably I'm, white. So I had this fucking super white gangster kid in my school at high school. That all he wore was fucking Fubu stuff. Oh. He had a Fubu backpack. And he was—he thought he was so gangster, and he was the fucking whitest kid ever. But I remember that kid to this day. I think if I go mm. grab a yearbook, he's wearing FUBU in his yearbook picture. Like, 
<sighs> I love that shit. And I love, so sad. love that Micah had a FUBU jacket. That's just mwah, icing on a perfect cake for me. Oh, I love it, man. Uh, before we wrap here up, man, I want to I want to get everybody's just a, a couple more quick notes. I want to start with you, Sean. You got any more quick notes to, to run through? I mean, I was just saying, you know, there's more cameos like you had the fight scene in with Chuck. Liddell. Oh, he does show up for like two yeah. seconds. Two seconds, you know, in the middle of that house party when it's getting broken up, it just shows uh-huh. a fight. I really like that. You know, with Chuck, Chuck Liddell just fighting. I was like, Good okay, that's cool. too, buddy. I, I think I noticed that too. So hell yeah. Yeah, and then, you know, we didn't even talk about the truth serum, which is what Method Man was working okay, on the whole let's time. let's talk about it a little bit. So the truth serum is what, exactly what it sounds like, truth serum. And at one point, they actually failed their midterms, and they needed something to get them to this 2.0 GPA. And so Method Man knew if he got this truth serum to work, that that would help him get his you know 2.0 GPA so he could stay in school. And so at this point in time... They're using, they're testing it, and it has like a high vomit effect on you know whatever you nausea. smoke it. Yeah, nausea, and I'm talking about it's like exorcist style <laughs> vomit that comes out, and the only cure for it is ivory. And he had a little bit of ivory that was actually made into cannabis. Yeah, and they he mixed it into a brick, and he took it to the the party where. You get to the Liberty Bong, and the truth serum works. I like. I, I thought it was a little weird that like his whole thing is that he's a plant biologist dude, and he's making this truth theorem. And the one thing we've seen him use like constantly in this movie is cannabis, and he never thought to use cannabis in this truth serum until like right no. then. No, and even talking about his cannabis part, like the opening scene, watching it, looking at his yeah. grow room. Like it gave me shrivels down my spine because like there's no way this weed would have ever gone in this environment. (laughs) And I'm just like, and I'm just like, man, it's just it's killing me, you know. And I'm like, where's all? They foreshadow that though, like the fact that weed fixes everything because at the very beginning of the movie, he's like, "What? You can't get your dick up? I got some weed for that." He's like, "This won't make your dick hard, but it'll make you forget about your dick not getting hard." (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I also think, along with next Friday, this movie is one of the few that opens the like the 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 opening movie credits is to a bong rip. Yeah. Okay. I don't okay, think yeah. uh, t- I don't think we've covered another stoner movie yet that has an opening to a bong. Well, rip. We still haven't covered next Friday yet. No, I can't wait because I I think I still love next Friday. I think I still do too. And speaking about your credits, oh, yeah? you this thing about, has a very uh, long opening credits and they are very long yeah were they i remember yeah yes because w- the last section of the credits is telling you who this movie is produced by and is it's danny devito is one of the right. producers mm-hmm. i saw that i yeah. saw that thanks uh-huh. danny devito this movie also yeah and i was just like of all the movies you know he had part yeah. in like this is one of the the true offbeat ones and i was like okay it was also one of those it. nice movies where at the end during the credits they had a lot of the uh the the fuck-ups I really like a movie that does that. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the fuck-ups are good, but then they put that weird Mike Epps pimp epilogue yeah, into it, and it's yeah. like, again, it's like, God damn, in this character, Mike <laughs> Epps is not funny. I, because he has Pimpology 1 and 2, it's money, power, and yeah, pussy. Yeah, I get it. It's not funny. <laughs> Mike, how about you, man? Give me, give me a final note. What, What's one you really want to touch on that we haven't yet? I was just going to ask, like, with the... Um, I haven't watched Friday in a really long time. 
But it, doesn't the pimp in Friday use baby powder as well? No, I think this is really the only movie I know of of a pimp like using the baby powder. This was where, where I remembered it from as and a I kid. And I think his, even his movie. pimp name is Powder, yeah. right? Baby, yeah. It is baby, baby powder. powder, okay. But yeah, that's like his whole thing. And I remember, like, <clears throat> again, this movie was such a prevalent thing in my uh, adolescence and growing up. I remember my friends being like, yo, man, give me that powder. And then we'd fuck around, and then you like smack somebody in the face. Like it was, it was like a defining thing. But looking back at it this time, man, I I was really kind of over that Mike Epps character too. So yeah. So this Mike Epps character is what actually gave me years ago like the thoughts of if I ever wanted to write a movie, this was had set a premise yeah. towards it. Yeah. So I always wanted to do this movie called Pimps. And it was going to be kind of like the Snoop Dogg with the airplane okay, movie. Uh, but, what is but, that but, movie? Soul Plane. Soul Plane. Soul, Soul plane. plane. All right. So so think about the movies called Pimps. And you've got where you pull in anybody that's ever played a pimp in a movie. So you're going to have like Snoop Dogg, Magic Don Juan, Mike Epps. Uh, pull in Vince Vaughn. You know, pull in Will Ferrell. Pull in, you know, Rob Deerdick. Anybody that's played like show in there. All the players. Like, from going, Chappelle show. All the players. Yeah, like everybody. Like anybody that's ever played a pimp in any comedy movie or whatnot, pull them in. Uh, you can even pull in Terrence Howard from uh, <laughs> Hustle and Flow. I don't give a shit. Um, that movie's so bad. But check this out. It's really but it's all not. about a thing for to be the, the king of the player's ball. And it's like in Vegas and everybody's working, you know, to be like the king of the player's ball. And it's like this you know, whole slapstick comedy. And I was like, man, this would have been like the perfect comedy, but like you got to pitch it, you know, and you got to get, get all you know, those fucking people signed on. And that's where all your budget goes. Yeah. But the thing is, is like, if you shot this and, you know, we're able to like, you know, go to the film, but Hey man, this is going to be, you know, the number one comedy of the year. It's easily, you know, pitched as that. And they would have nah, actually signed. Nah, nah, nah. This, this will be you th- you think so? Drew at best. <laughs> This will not be a number one comedy. This might break like expectations like, oh my God, this movie actually managed to be number one this weekend. Yeah, it's going to be the new Kings of Comedy for at least a week. I think it would maybe do a good week and then everybody's like, it's going to have like an 80% drop off. But yeah, yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I would watch it for sure. I would watch that. You should write that up, Sean. Yeah, I should. I mean, I've been sitting on it for you know, obviously just around two thousand two. Uh, what do you got, Ryan? You got one more final note, and then we're gonna we're gonna wrap some things up here, bud. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, I guess the the main thing is this movie's pretty hit and miss in its humor. Mm-hmm. I think some stuff really works, some doesn't. I think some stuff super on the nose, easy, lazy humor. Some's real smart. Like I think at some point. Bart says something like, uh, what you do in hip hop hooray or something like there are little lines that like crack me up or catch me off guard. But what, what really kind of makes this movie bearable is red man and method man's chemistry together. Absolutely. Uh, they're never good at acting. Uh, red man in particular is real bad, but they do have like a chemistry together. And like when, you, I think you can really tell the difference between this movie when you see the two of them by themselves and the two of them when they're together on the screen. Like, one of those is much more engaging to watch. The 20-minute the buildup is not nearly as good as when they finally, like, join each other's car in that parking lot and smoke up and then see the ghost. That's when the movie starts and it becomes fun and engaging and, like, real good. I think their chemistry really carries it. And I think... Live or die, it's all based on Red Man and Method Man's chemistry here, and I think it's I think it's good enough 
to overlook some of the weaker aspects of sure. this movie. And, and there are some the weak aspects. Yeah. All right, man. Well, on Stoner Movie September, the one thing that I always like to ask myself is, at the end of the day, would you qualify this movie as a stoner movie? And I would like to start with you, Micah. Would you qualify How High as a stoner movie? <laughs> let's let's start with the guy that has the most expertise. That's, that's why I'm starting there, buddy. I got you, boo. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I would I would say yeah, just because the entire plot revolves around fucking weed. Mm-hmm. Like the entire like start to finish is like the the fact that the ivory guy is the weed. Like that's what they're smoking now, and then. Weed solves. I'm calling it the weed, like I'm fucking 1984 Ronald Reagan. Um, <laughs> the marijuana. The the the, the devil. <laughs> the um, devil's lettuce. <laughs> I mean, that's what solves the problem with the truth serum. So I would say, yeah. I mean, it's a it's a central. If Method Man and Red Man are are the two main characters, it's a supporting character. Awesome. I, I all right. I, I I get you there, Sean. Same question, buddy. Is this movie a stoner movie? Yes okay. and no. Um, it revolves one hundred percent around weed. But the way I also look at it as classifying as a stoner movie, in my thoughts, is do you have to be stoned to watch this movie to make it enjoyable? And the answer to that is no. Like, this is one movie you don't, you can just watch casually, you know, anybody doesn't have to smoke weed and actually, you know, find it enjoyable where versus maybe being stoned and watching this and might, you know, being able to intertwine with it and, you know, capture some of the jokes a little better. But it's a, that's where okay. I look at it. Fair enough. Ryan, same question, of course. Yeah, it's a stoner movie. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, and and I've always taken the stoner movie as uh, it's it's relevancy to marijuana, pot, weed, all this stuff, and it's kind of focus in the movie. And this is maybe the most stoner movie we've had yet. In that, in that, purely my definition basis, but it is a movie that's focused with weed. It involves magical weed, and the whole plot revolves around a John Adams weed bong cannon. It's crazy amount of weed. It yeah. is the most weed movie I've ever encountered. Weed. Sure. Weed is weed. the last word. Um, I'm also going to say this is firmly, I say, a stoner movie. I also agree with Sean's point because it's weird. This is the first time I've watched this movie not stoned because <laughs> I don't funny. really smoke weed anymore. Uh, but I still enjoyed the fuck out of it. But I, I did feel like had I been stoned, I probably would have liked it a lot more. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think this is one of the most stoner movies we've ever had on Stoner Movie September. Like, it is a central theme to this movie's entire, like, motivation and why it happens. So, uh, yeah. Overall, though, I'd not rate it as one of our top stoner movies. Agreed. It's not one of my favorites. Yeah. But I, I did still enjoy it. Um, yeah. Much like I really enjoyed having... Sean and Micah from the Digital Cartridge Podcast on today, man. Thank you guys so fucking much for coming on. I appreciate it, man. At least you got our name right. I heard our name on another podcast recently that was totally Oh, what they call you guys? Digital Cart Gaming? I thought they called you Sam and Mitch. (laughs) (laughs) No, man, for real. Sandwich? Sandwich, yeah. That's a great pun if you guys are reviewing hoagies. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> thank you guys both for fucking you know hanging out agreeing to come on the show 
Uh, I love you both. I love you guys' show. And I really appreciate you guys coming on. So, um, I think we're going to wrap it up here, though. I know I probably got to go piss. I think Ryan does, too. So, oh, yeah. Uh, at the end of the day, I'm Kyle. I'm Ryan. And you guys are? I'm Sean. And <laughs> Mike is saying your name's on your key. Sean. I, no, I can do hear it. Sean saying don't do it in my head. Do it, Micah. Say it. <laughs> hey, guys. I'm Micah. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much. We'll check you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye.